Happy Labor Day, everybody. Hope you're enjoying your day off. We can talk a little football with you. State's win over southeastern Louisiana. Here come some of my thoughts from the game coming out of it. Offense, defense, special teams, just kind of uh, tell you what I think, what it looked like to me. And uh, also, today I should have time to, uh, between you know getting out in the yard and doing some pressure washing on the driveway, some of those things, <laughs> have a chance to uh, get in here and, and drop a uh, film study at you, I, you know, I don't know that it'll be a full-on comprehensive, you know, 2025 play deal. We may pick some plays from the game and take a look at them, draw them up. So should have all that coming your way here today on uh, the YouTube channel and on Facebook and, and elsewhere. All right, so grab your cup of coffee, sit down, and I'll walk us through this. 48-7, to 7, the final, um, just overall, before looking at some of the statistical things that jump out at you, you know, pretty obvious uh, State's team played a lot better in the second half than they did in the first. And um, that's really offense and defense. You know, special teams really a different story. I thought the special teams units were really good. Um, and, and anytime you have a freshman go out there and hit a 50-yarder effectively, you know, it's a pretty good day and put up seven points on the punt block team and all that. But, uh, yeah, offense, defense, a little slow start. Um, you know, and that's okay, I, I guess. I mean – it is a veteran team, but uh, you get into the second half. State came out of the locker room much more physical and, like, fired up. And, and it could have just been, you know, settling in. I think part of it, too, it looked to me like State not only, you know, just a better collection of athletes on their roster than a team like Southeast and Louisiana, but I also thought, I thought uh, State's conditioning work and Tyson Brown and staff, you could see that in the second half really sort of take over. State – you look at guys like Woody Marks and some of the others, they were actually just getting stronger as the game went on. Um, you know, guys on the defensive front, Bookie Watson, he got stronger as the game went on. Pickering got stronger as the game went on. So they're in really good physical condition, and that sort of helped them to take over the second half. But I think some of it was motivational too. You know, uh, I wasn't in the halftime locker room, but Jay Perry, our sideline guy, said that Coach Turner and some of those saying, look, man, you know, We'll do some scheme stuff, but you got to play harder. I want you to get off more blocks, just play harder. And and they really did. I mean, defensively, they came out of the locker room in the second half and were just dominant for a long time. What I think it was, there was maybe oh four or five minutes left in the ball game, and State had given up I think like eighteen yards of offense in the second half. Like they couldn't do do anything. But the first half was kind of a different story. You know, uh, defense had that one drive where they couldn't get off the field and they allowed them to convert a third and long by completing a screen pass and some of those things and uh, kind of getting out leveraged by a bunch of tight ends in their offense. So you have one bad series defensively where you didn't get off the field. Other than that, they they're pretty good, made a lot of plays, created some turnovers. Offensively, you know, State, they did a lot of good things throughout the game and in like the first quarter, early part of the game, they missed out on a couple of third down conversions and they got got them off the field. But they also kind of had a, a little bit of a slow start. You, know, you felt like your offensive line was a little more physical in the second half and maybe just a little more sure of themselves. And uh, so a little bit of a slow start offensively also. So I, I felt like the game was kind of a tale of two halves. First half, State, you know, offensively, like I say, did some good things, but didn't necessarily look like they 
were confident yet in what their identity is and, and what it is definitely going to be going forward. And that's to be expected. First ball game, new coordinator, new scheme for a bunch of guys and all that, kind of figuring it out. I felt like they started to figure it out some in the second half. And uh, I thought Will Rogers was was pretty good. I mean, you know, stat line's really good. 20 of 29, you go 70%, 227 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, a good rating, take care of the ball, do all those things. But he would probably tell you had a couple of more opportunities out there that they they didn't cash in on, a third down here, a throw in the end zone there. So, But I thought he was good and solid. And, you know, Mike Wright uh, was um, – He's exciting, man. You know, he's so fast that anytime he stepped on the field, everybody sat up straight and leaned out to see what was going to happen. He kind of has that Tulu effect of anytime he touches the ball, you you think, hey, this could go. And and you're right, it could. So he is definitely a weapon. And it looks like to me that, you know, they definitely got decisions to make on how they're going to um, frame the offense week to week, depending on who the opponent is that gives you the best chance to to keep him off balance and go score points. And in order to do that, I think they got to use both guys. Um, that's the way it looks to me. So, which is fun as a play caller, and and it's fun as a teammate also. Um, so forty eight seven. Now here's what I'll do. There's there's sort of a a good five minutes of rambling open opening thoughts. Uh, we'll go offense, defense, special teams. Go one, two, three. And then sort of individuals inside of that. I'll just tell you what I saw. All right, so starting off on offense, I mentioned Will Rogers. I thought Will was pretty good. You know, he missed that first third down throw. It really wasn't that bad of a throw if his receiver is expecting the football, Roberson. Will's getting it out quick because they were jumping down in the line of scrimmage for him. And, and ball sailed on him just a little bit. And sure, he'd like to get it down and stick it on his numbers. But if your receiver's looking for the ball, then he's going to be able to turn his head and catch it right there. It wasn't really that bad of a throw. But given that there's a safety in there, I'm sure Will would tell you, yeah, I want to get that ball down right there. And usually I would I would tell you that does happen a lot where mechanically when you have to hurry just a little bit because something's happening just a little bit quicker than you want it to. Like I got to speed up this last step. I got to throw off that last step. I got to speed up and get the ball out real quick here. Sometimes it does have a tendency to jump high on you, and that's just kind of what happened right there. Um, you know, there was a – I thought one of his um, better throws – well, maybe I shouldn't say better throws. Um, potentially one of the better plays in the game was that deep ball. I think it was third and one uh, on one of their scoring drives in the second quarter where he tried to hit um, um, J-Rob, Justin Robinson – on the deep post and just kind of over pumped it a little bit. And, and you know, from our angle in the, in the uh, press box, it looked to me like receiver kind of gave up on the ball a little bit, like he thought it was going to be way overthrown. And then it turned out it wasn't. But then when you look a little closer, what it was, if you were looking from an end zone angle, like down the field, you would see that the angles were different. Like J Rob has not flattened, but that post route's taking him directly into the middle of the end zone right at the base of the goal post or at that angle. And Will, instead of putting the ball straight upfield and leading him into that angle, it kind of tailed back on him and went back, you know, up the field a little bit. So J-Rob's underneath the ball, and that's why he gave up on it there, I guess, at the end. So it really wasn't that bad of an overthrow. It was just the angle. The angle for, you know, he's putting it to a spot. It's on one angle. 
receivers running the spot to a different angle, which is just a continuity thing. So you're about a yard off there from a – and they almost hit a big play. It gives you hope. You know, when you, even though it's incomplete, that's on the film. And Arizona, who you're going to play this week, and future teams watch that and go, okay, look, you know, in certain situations, even in short yardage, if we jump down there and zero, give them man-to-man, they'll try to beat us on that go ball or that post, and this kid's going to hit them. More often than he misses them, he's going to hit them if we give that to him. And so it really, even though it was a play you didn't make in this game, it's one that you put something on film that's pretty important for the future games, which I think often goes uh, overlooked. All right, uh, running the football. State had 300 yards rushing in the game. And the only reason it finished at 298 is because they took a knee twice at the end of the ballgame, which is kind of unfortunate. It's like sacks, taking sack yardage off your rushing total didn't make a lot of sense. And if you were to look at that, you were easily over 300 yards rushing as a team. And a lot of that is because of the big runs by Mike Wright. Um, He was your second leading rusher in the game. He had five carries, 95 yards of the long run of 53. So he averaged 19. You know, Woody Marks, he was the workhorse. I thought Woody was just you know, who he is, just showed you a glimpse of what he's going to be able to be if he stays healthy throughout the year. Now, I will say, Woody, he takes a beating as much or more so than any running back you'll see because he just, he does not avoid any contact at all. It's like his running style is, wherever my momentum is going to take me, that's where I'm going. And I don't care if there's somebody in there Somebody coming full speed downhill, whatever. That's where I'm going. I'm not, I'm not shedding the lick of the tackler. I'm just barreling right into it. And he just, that's his running style. And because of that, he really gets, he really gets pounded. Takes a penalty. But 19 carries, 127 yards, two TDs. Had the long run of 37 there in the second half. And then again, that was one where they had a pretty good defender, one of their better players. I think 30, maybe the linebacker. Kind of had an angle on him, and at the end of it, Woody is able to run past him, and he just kind of showed you that little burst at the end, and the safety that had the angle came over and knocked him out of bounds. But uh, really good day running the ball for him. Glad to see him get a couple of touchdown runs. Mike Wright with 95 yards. Whittemore uh, gave you 57 on the ground, including the 53-yard run that went for a touchdown. Showed you speed. And, again, it's one of those where you don't have to do those things a ton to get future opponents to have to really work on it and prepare for it. And when you're Kevin Barbet, it has a cumulative effect because now you know that. Like the deep ball on third and one, we miss it by about a yard from being a big bomb touchdown. Well, that's on film. We know that. And you can kind of predict how future defenses may react in those situations. And then you call your stuff accordingly. Um, You know, Whittemore takes one around the edge, out of speed motion, goes and scores. Well, now – you know, you got some little things that you can do off that to manipulate the defense, send them in speed motion. This time you don't give it to them. A defender's out of position. We throw a little RPO or play action pass behind somebody and get a big play. And you start to you start to game plan as your body of work builds up, expecting other teams to play you a certain way. So there's an element of that also. Uh, I thought Pittman really ran the ball hard. He only got three carries, but, man, he ran the ball hard. He had that one nine-yard carry where he just carried the whole defense with him down there in the red zone. Price and Davis got limited work. Um, 
And so, yeah, I, I, running back, I had said before the game, I was talking with Matt Stinchcomb, who did uh, TV for the game. He's a great guy, by the way. And uh, I said, you know, I really think the best position group possibly on the whole team, and I feel like for sure on offense, is in that running back room. And uh, we kind of sort of saw that here uh, in the first game. As far as throwing and catching, you had 20 completions, 29 attempts. We looked it up, so that's 11.35 yards per completion. It's really good, much better than the last few years in the air raid. So just by nature, the offense changes that where your pass plays are a little bit – even even though you didn't have a big bomb in this one, you know, they're a little bit more explosive. Um, you did have the – let's see, Woody took a screen pass for 32 yards. Uh, Whittemore had the long touchdown on the wheel route where, again, you put him in motion, and Southeast Louisiana was, you know, I'm looking at him defensively, and everybody in their coverage and their design and the way they played it kind of looked like a zone deal, but they had one player running with Whittemore in motion like he's trying to trail him in man-to-man, and then he, he wound up not running with him. And I don't know if he was confused or they were confused or if they were trying to run like a combo coverage where you have zone but you have one player matching up with one player, which they very well could do. At any rate, putting him in motion and a guy running with him, it hung their coverage up because the guy that ran with him got stopped, didn't get out there on the wheel. The corner didn't turn and run with him. He let the inside go so that the outside receiver is trying to go inside the corner to go run off the safety, which is what happened. And the safety stayed in with the seam route, and they just uncovered uh, the wheel route to Whittemore, and Will found him. And that's one thing, too. You know, Will's a fourth-year player. You know, those good quarterbacks, especially as you get older, you just have a way of kind of a knack of taking advantage of another team's mistakes. Like, they don't get away with them with their mistakes. Very often puts a lot of pressure on them. And that that play was an example of that. You bust a coverage, well, we're going to hit you for a touchdown if you bust it. And it's good to show that on film also. Uh, Tulu had four for 33. Uh, Justin Robinson, three for 26. And the longest catch he had was nine. So he never really got the long ball, but he uh, they tried him once, like I said. And then um, he had some contested catches. You know, there was one where Will was rolling to his left, and the play hadn't broken down, but it wasn't, you know, it, it executed just perfectly. And then the window was really tight, running to his left, throwing right-handed, dropping it at elbow down, and kind of zipping it <clears throat> back into the middle of the field. And it was a really accurate dart to the inside shoulder of Justin Robinson. And with the guy on his back, he still hauled it in. And that was a that was a play. That's a hard throw and a tough play and a really tough catch. Uh, so that was a really nice play in the ball game. Wally, two catches, one of them goes for the touchdown. They send him in speed motion. And, again, that was a really good play call. And you could see they had a guy trying to run with him, looked like, man, he couldn't get all the way across. And instead of trying to continue over, he like looking for a teammate to try to get to Wally. But the design of the play is what got Wally open. And they got him over on the edge, and there was no way that run, that linebacker could run with him. So it was a really good design. But, uh, okay, enough of offense. And uh, all in all, 525 yards. Um, and pretty balanced. 298 on the ground, 227 in the air. Uh, team only committed one penalty the entire ball game, which was pretty impressive. I do think we got away with a pass interference decam. Uh, there was a ball that was kind of back shoulder underthrown on a deep corner route, and uh, DeCamrian did hook him just a little bit as he was trying to turn, but they let it go. You know, 
you know how that is. You play in Alabama, that's getting called every time. And you know it. I know it. You know, DCAM knows it. But I guess we get away with it against Southeast Louisiana. But uh, but only one penalty that got called in the game. That was good. Um, big advantage offensively. You know, again, we, you know, we're at 525 and our defense holds them to 208 total. Um, if you look at the split half comparison, um, again, which backs up the thing that I was saying earlier that the second half better than the first. Uh, first half, State puts up 20 points. Second half, they score 28. Now, really, it's about the same offensively because some of those points were on the pump block. Uh, but yards. So in the first half, you had 237. The second half, you go for 288. So a little bit better in the second half offensively. Uh, ran the ball. Uh, more effectively. In the first half, on 19 carries, State averaged 3.3 yards per carry. In the second half, you averaged over 11 yards, almost 12 yards per carry because of the big plays. And so the rushing yards are the biggest difference. In the first half, State rushed for 62 yards. In the second half, you rushed for 236, and including some explosive plays in there. So, yeah, um, you, you basically you flip it. Um, State threw for 175 yards in the first half and threw for only 52 in the second half. So you just flip it. You know, you threw it a little more in the first half, ran it a little less. Second half, you ran it a lot more, threw it a little less, and it, you know, that there's your balance. Put up more yards. Uh, about, yeah, right at 50, well, 51 more yards of offense in the second half uh, than you had in the first half. All right, so flip it now. Let's look at defense. And that really was a tale of two halves right there. You know, and without, you know, just breaking down every little part of every play, it's hard to know exactly what you chalk it up to. But I did feel like there was a little bit of a – not a not, – they weren't tentative, but they were very vanilla. State was very vanilla defensively in terms of formation alignment and what they were trying to do from a scheme standpoint, just letting players line up and play – you know, primarily the three-three deal and walking a guy down. It gave you a four-man front with two linebackers standing up and moving around. A lot of four-man rush, uh, occasionally five-man rush in the first half. And you know, the other team was pretty physical. I feel like I mean they're an FCS team, and I feel like they're gonna they're well coached, gonna win some games. They got some big guys, you know, at their level. But in that first half, it just seemed like State defensively. You know, they made a bunch of plays. They only give up the one drive that went down the field. Uh, a lot of that – there were a couple of plays on that drive that were pretty fortunate for southeastern Louisiana. One was the third and 20 screen pass where State missed two tackles, and the other was a first down play that Furge jumps the pass and either he tips it, but he probably should have picked it. But when he tipped it, it then tipped off the hand of the receiver, goes down the field, and the receiver fell back and caught it coming down for a first down, which was kind of a fortunate play for them. But – um you know, State did some good things, created a turnover in the first half that led to the first touchdown, but uh, a few missed tackles and, and just a little lack of physicality in what you normally see. It's almost like guys are thinking a little bit, and you could tell that the coaching staff was able to flip that mental switch coming out of the locker room, and State defensively was much more shot out of a cannon and just playing physical and kind of having fun on defense in the second half. Um and, you know, again, I don't know exactly which snaps and how many, but it it also looked like to me, credit where it's due, that the Carlos Nicholson may have given them a little bit of a spark. 
uh, at corner in the second half. And I know he had a great play following that fumble on the punt return by Wally. Wally got turned around and got the ball knocked out. And Nicholson's the one who recovered it, and that was a big play. So, But he got a lot of snaps at corner um, opposite of Decam in the second half, and he seemed to play really well and maybe give State a little bit of a spark defensively there. Uh, but the numbers back it up too, okay? So uh, Selah had 148 yards of offense in the first half, a lot of that coming on that one scoring drive where they had some plays that I mentioned earlier. So 148 yards of offense in the first half, and they had 60 yards of offense in the second half. And, you know, at one point, like I said, I mean, it was about five minutes left in the game. I think they were sitting on about 20 yards of offense in the second half. So some of their yardage did come late. Um, <clears throat> they they averaged four yards per rush in the first half. They averaged 2.7 yards per rush in the second half. Again, State just kind of played more physical, I felt like, uh, uh, overall. And a big difference, too, I mentioned, you know, Nicholson kind of giving them a spark um, at corner in the second half. The other thing, you know, State was much more physical Got to the quarterback, you had more hits on the quarterback in the second half, more pressure on the line of scrimmage. And so they were able to throw for 108 in the first half, and they only threw for 17 yards in the entire second half of the game. So overall, it's a good day defensively, but particularly uh, the second half. Bookie Watson was really good. Um, I thought Pickering played well, you know, especially out of the locker room second half. He was active. Um, they, meaning Selah's front, the way they kind of call their their schemes and stuff, they seem to really focus on Crummity. Crummity caught a lot of combos and doubles, and other guys didn't. And so we didn't call his name a bunch, but he did some good things. Later in the game, you know, Trevion and Dinkins got in the ball game, and I thought they played well, had a lot of energy. Two guys that are going to be a lot of fun to watch. And Trevion Williams, man, he – I know he looks the part, and he made some plays in the game too. And just like you heard Zach Arnett say, it's so important for them to develop some depth because, you know, it's going to be you, – you got a tall task trying to go through the season without getting guys hurt. Uh, so, guess special teams, I mean, we kind of know what that is. Um, State punted it well. Um, you averaged 37-and-a-half on – Two punts, you're down one inside the 20, you only had to punt twice, and Crimmins, the Australian punter, did it both times, and both times he's doing the safety punt. Well, not safety, but the safe punt where it's just backspin the ball and hang time and kill it where they get no return. You know you're trying to hit that 40-yard range, and he did it. Uh, there will be some times where he'll get to show off his leg and flip the field, which he really can do. And uh, Ferry. The freshman was kind of a, a big story in the game. He goes out there and hits a 47 and a 49. It's like, you know, where do you go from here? <laughs> your college debut as a freshman, you go hit a 47 and a 49 and you're two for two. So that was really a positive. And, you know, that along with uh, a block punt. And if you want to watch what physical football looks like, go watch John Lewis, number 37, uh, block that punt. He hit the shield guy, the up-back guy, and knocked him five yards back into the lap of the punter. And while he did that, he blocked the punt. Um, it was just a heck of a play. And so the other kid, Sledge, picks up the ball and runs it in. And they get to celebrating, and he threw the ball down. And I thought, Sledge, he picked that ball up, go give it to John Lewis. <laughs> okay, because 
So teammates need to be more aware of teammates when they cause that play. Let him do the celebrating because he was the star of that play right there. So uh, if you want to see what that looks like, special teams was really good in the in the game. Yeah, pretty good return game. You didn't have Xavion out there. You didn't get quick return opportunities except what two in the ball game. And uh, so Wally did a good job. He had the one fumble, but <clears throat> he still did a nice job. Um, Overall, Mealy's bunch of special teams had a pretty good day. So, yeah, those are just some overall thoughts. Uh, not too high, not too low. Um, wrap it up by saying that, <clears throat> excuse me, I think I think you got a little ways to go offensively. Well, I know you do. Most teams do. Um, but State does. They came out of the game, I'm sure, with a little better idea of who they are and what the identity is on offense and what it's got to be and is going to be. <clears throat> Part of that identity does look like to me that you're going to use two quarterbacks. Um, and to use them effectively, you got to have the right attitudes, but I think you do. I mean, both Will and Wright are older guys. Uh, they have the right attitude. You know, I've observed just a, just a little bit, just a tiny little bit at practice of – what looks like to me, Mike Wright, he's a locked-in guy. You know, he's not a distraction. He's the opposite. He's a leader. Uh, he's intent. He's football first. He's team first. And if you have those attitudes, you can make it work. The fact of the matter is, is, is Will is not the runner that Mike Wright is, and Wright is not the thrower that Will is. And so you can use that effectively. And you kind of got a glimpse of how they're going to use it. And I'm telling you, as a defensive coach, if you're watching the film going, man, you know, they got this guy who he didn't even have his best day. He, you know, he, he missed a third down and he missed a go ball for a touchdown. And he still goes for 70%, 20 of 29, and throws two touchdowns and doesn't turn it over while the offense ran for 300 yards. I mean, I'd be pulling my hair out like, how are we going to? So we, so we got to get ready for that who they can spread it out and go air raid concepts at us all day long, okay, at the same time as we don't know if it's going to be on second and five or first and ten or third and one, that the other kid's coming in there, okay, they're going direct snap to him, basically, and, you know, he's reading us. And so what do we do? Do we do we give him a give read? Do we give him a keep read? We don't want him going 53 yards, and he's one of their fastest guys. What's going to happen is – you know, I would imagine you see Arizona this week when Wright's on the field, those edge players, ends, linebackers, whatever they are, when that zone comes their way, they're going to give him a give read uh, when they can. And so then if you're Barbet, you get creative in, okay, how do we make sure that we give him opportunities to run the ball if these teams are going to try to force him to give? If we're giving him a read, they're going to try to force him to give it because they want somebody else carrying the ball but 14, see? So – then, if you're doing that and, and you're overplaying some of that stuff defensively, you got to think, right, he's completed a lot of passes in his career, and he did it at Vandy, and he's not the thrower Will is, but he can sure do it. And he didn't throw a single one in his first game. At some point, he's going to pull that thing down, and you got a one-on-one down the field, and he may hit that for a bomb. So you just, you're going to have some options now, and, and you got some cards that you can play that, that not every team does, which is a good thing. Uh, so yeah, overall thoughts. Thought it was positive. Uh, 48-7, slow start offensively. Uh, they're kind of on a fact-finding mission, figure out who they are over this ball game and over the next one. 
and try to win them at the same time. Defensively, I think you know who you are. And really, you know, defensively, it's about building depth and effort, you know, especially up front. The efforts there up front um, got a chance to be pretty good. All right, that'll wrap it up. Film study upcoming on the next video. We'll break down a few plays and hopefully uh, enjoy our Labor Day together. Thanks for watching.